welcome to all the listeners of devi bhagavat now we are going to read chapter 3 episodes 10 and 11 the story of how the foolish atatya became a great poet by the grace of devi bhagavati that's the episode janmaje asked o twice born one who was that fortunate brahmin to which country did he belong and what was his nature please kind be kind to tell me everything how he heard the mantra and how he started chanting it and how instantly got the divine blessings please tell me in detail this story which gives joy to the spirit suchi says suchi says when king janmajay pleaded thus satyavati nandan vyas ji who is most generous and noble minded spoke thus in holy and sweet tones vyasti said i am going to tell you this story which has connection with the puranas listen a long time ago i heard this story in a gathering of munis i had been on a pilgrimage and reached the holy forest of naimasharanya many munis had gathered there and after paying obeisances i sat among them they were all tapasvis of the highest order practicing severe austerities and totally free from worldly attachments the proceedings began with sage jamadagni he said all your respected and auspicious munis of all the gods brahma vishnu rudra indra agni varuna kubera pavan tvashta swami kartikeya ganesha surya ashwini kumars bhag pushya chandrama and all the planets who is the most important who commands worship reverence and prayer who is capable of granting highest boons in the whole highest boons in whose worship does one experience the greatest joy nirananda and who gets pleased instantly oh you are always immersed in spiritual pursuits nothing is hidden from you in answer to this question sage loma shi ji spoke thus hear me all those who are desirous of auspiciousness and good fortune should worship mahashakti she is primordial omnipresent omniscient has knowledge of things which are beyond the range of perception the material cause of the universe she is the matrix and from her all the illustrious and glorious gods emanate she is the foundation and the causal of the tree of life she is overflowing with compassion and the simple utterance 
of her praises causes her to grant all desires i am going to narrate a simple pure and holy story of how just by uttering one syllable a simple minded brahmin got his moksha listen carefully a brahmin called devdoot lived in a country called kosal desh he had no children he conducted the putri oshti yagya with the desire of obtaining the boon of a son very elaborate and arrangements were made a canopy was erected on the banks of tamasa river the havan kund was prepared according to the prescribed dimensions and requirements all brahmins who were well versed in the procedures of havan were invited the havan fire was established according to custom devdut invited sage suhotra to be the presiding priest yagyavalkya was named brihaspati to offer articles of oblation to the sacred fire pile to sing the hymns of praise and gobhil to chant samaveda he also invited many other sages to come as participants the yagya began with the sage gobhil chanting samaveda in seven heavenly swaras which should reverberate with sound neither too too long nor too short but he kept taking constant intakes of breath which spoiled the swaras of the mantras and consequently he said the mantras without the correct intonation this upset devdoot and in anger he scolded sage gobhil you are very foolish you have spoiled my sacrifice by wrong intonation of mantras <clears throat> hearing this sage gobhil was overcome with fury and he pronounced a curse may you get a son who is foolish devoid of intelligence and also who is sly and cunning every living thing has to breathe and air comes and goes from the body so it was no fault of mine if i had to take a breath in the middle of a mantra <coughs> deva <coughs> devadi dut released the enormity of the curse and became immediately repentant he pleaded with the sage gobhil to forgive him and reminded him that those who renounce the world and spend time in meditation should never get angry they should be compassionate he pleaded with the muni i am already sad because i have no son and now you have increased my woes by cursing me even the veda say it is preferable to have no son at all than to have a foolish child according to the brahmins a foolish son is worthless and fit to be abandoned a foolish brahmin is comparable to an animal or a low caste person and he never gets authority to perform pujas or accept gifts he is treated with ignominy and disrespect and never offered a seat during ceremonies the kings avoid such people and only give them the job of cultivating fields 
it is better to conduct obsequies with a mat of kushak grass than to have a foolish brahmin in attendance a foolish brahmin should only be given as much food as he can eat he should not be given wealth and gifts a king who entertains such a brahmin is an insult to his kingdom he should always be able to differentiate between a brahmin learned in the scriptures and procedures and a worthless illiterate foolish brahmin only an inauspicious and fortunate king will disburse his health to foolish brahmins it is like a neem tree which is laden with fruits only crows come and eat that no one else touches those fruits where the wise and learned brahmin performs ceremonies there the ancestors achieve heaven and live peacefully then o oh, learned gobhilji why have you pronounced such a fearful curse upon me in this world a foolish son is worse than many deaths please mitigate this curse you are wise and benevolent have pity on me i place my head on your feet lo maschi said in this manner deerdut tried to appease the sage he sang his praises and his eyes were filled with tears then gobhilji turned towards the repentant devdat the anger of great souls cools in an instant it is only the sinful one who nurses his anger and prolongs it indefinitely it is the nature of pure water to cool down when it is put in a vessel on the fire it does not it does get heated upon but when the fire is removed it cools to a normal temperature sage gob hills heart filled with compassion and he said to the sorrowing devdut your son will be born foolish but later he will become wise and learned this is verily the truth this assurance confirmed comforted devdut he completed the ceremonies and distributed wealth and gifts to all the brahmins and they departed in due course devdut's beautiful wife rohini became with child all the prescribed ceremonies were performed in the third month gifts were distributed later on a day when the planets were in auspicious formation and the presiding star was rohini a son was born to devdut at the proper time the naming ceremony was performed keeping in mind the past events devdut named his son atatya which means truly or reality in the 8th year the initiation or second thread ceremony was performed he was sent to a guru for his spiritual education but he did not learn a single word he just sat like a foolish child then his father tried different methods of teaching but the child could not absorb anything devdut sang into despair even after being taught for 12 years the boy could not even master the evening prayers everything got convinced that everyone got convinced that atatya was foolish and devoid of brains wherever he went people derided him even his parents began to condemn him seeing all this atatya became reclusive then one day he decided to leave and go into the forest 
he built a small abode on the banks of the river ganga and with full control over his material body and its requirements he lived with a vow to always speak the truth this boy neither knew the vedas nor did he knew how to chant mantras and prayers he had no knowledge of posture control of breathing restraint cleansing techniques mantras to be said on a bed of nails how to recite gayatri mantra also he did not know the rituals for bathing excretion rinsing of mouth with water awakening the digestive system before taking food offering of sacrifices and performing havan in the evening this brahmin used to get up in the morning and without uttering mantra would rub his teeth with a piece of green stick from a tree and without proper protocols of toilet ablations would enter the holy ganga for a bath then he would collect from the forest any and every fruit without discrimination and would satisfy his hunger but he always spoke the truth never an untruth came out of his mouth for this quality people of the surrounding area gave him the name satyavrat one who has vowed to speak only the truth he never caused harm or emotional upsetting to anyone nor did he take part in improper activities he was satisfied man and slept peacefully at night nor did he ever know fear he had only one cause for concern when when will my body die in peace i am leading a life of difficulties in the forest a foolish man is an insult to the living it is better than i should die the only reason i am a foolish person is because god made me like this in spite of taking birth in a high caste brahmin family i am of no use to anyone just like a barren woman or a tree which does not produce fruit or a cow which does not give milk i am useless but how can i blame god for this maybe in my previous lives i did not author any holy books and present them to brahmins nor i did not impart pure knowledge to my juniors as a result i am now suffering the ignominy of being a foolish brahmin held in contempt of all maybe i did not meditate i did not welcome saints and holy men into my home with reverence and respect and i did not respect brahmins and give them gifts there are so many young brahmins well versed in the vedas and other scriptures and procedures i am most unfortunate one do not even know how to meditate in what form shall i worship but even this desire is of no use because i am ill fated atatya passed his days with these thoughts always in his mind he had his humble abode in a sacred space on the banks of the holy river ganga far from human habitation even at this young age he was sitting and waiting for his death to release him 14 years passed and he neither performed any pujas or rituals nor did he recite any mantras or hymns of praise but he never spoke an untruth and he was known all over the world as the sage who was vowed to speak only the truth satyavrat it happened one day that a tribal hunter chanced to come near his ashram he was armed with bow and arrow 
and in his lonely place he looked like yama the god of death himself he had a fearsome appearance and seemed to be an expert hunter a wild boar had been wounded by his arrow and had rushed in pain and fear to atitya's grove its body was trembling it was completely covered in blood and was a most pitiable sight as it passed atitya he was overcome with pity and compassion and uttered the syllable ai which unknown to him is the pija mantra of the shri saraswati he had never heard nor did he have previous knowledge of this most sacred mantra but by some good fortune it came out of his mouth he was ignorant and had no knowledge of saraswati bija mantra but in a moment of intense compassion he uttered the sacred syllable in one in one corner of a grove wounded boar hid shivering with fear and pain the hunter came and stood in front of artya with his arrow drawn to his ear he asked him o oh, realize soul where is the boar i know that you are the famous satyavrat i ask you where is the boar that has been wounded by my arrow my family is suffering from hunger pangs and i have to provide sustenance for them brahma has entrusted to me the care of those who depend on me by whatever means available my children are dying of hunger please tell me where that boar went while the hunter was questioning him many thoughts rose and fell in atatya's mind in what manner can i tell him that i have not seen the boar and still not break my vow to speak the truth <coughs> and also how can i point to the boar because he will surely kill him that is not truth which causes bodily harm to someone even an untruth can be considered truth if it is for the benevolence of a being still he could not reach any decision when he had uttered the syllable i the devi bhagavati heard it and was instantly pleased at that moment she bestowed on atatya nirmal vidya or pure knowledge he became inspired and knowledgeable in the same way as sage valmiki he looked at the hunter and uttered a shloka the eyes that see do not have the capacity to speak and the organ that has the power of speech does not have the power to see so why are you questioning me again and again hearing this the hunter left the ashram and went away he gave up hopes of finding the boar atitya received from the devi bhagavati all the knowledge all the wisdom and all the fame just like sage valmiki and every gathering of saints and sages his glories were always sung his father who had bestowed disowned him heard of his blessings and came to his ashram and paid him due reverence and respect and invited him to the house so rajan one must always worship with full bhakti and total surrender the adi shakti bhagavati jagadamba the most worshipable para, para shakti is the causal of the entire creation 
Now, Maharaj, you occupy yourself with preparations to perform yajna with all prescribed materials and rituals to Sri Bhagavati. It will grant you your desired wishes. This is already well known to all. If you invoke with full faith and devotion the holy names of the Devi, if you perform puja to her lotus feet, if you meditate on her most beautiful forms, and if you recite with full respect and reverence the praises of her holy names, she grants even the most impossible requests. O King, those who are affiliated, afflicted, those who are afflicted with ill health, in pitiable condition, starving, steeped in poverty, foolish, surrounded by adversaries, in the bondage of slavery, lowly caste, without limbs, madness, never satisfied, constantly engrossed in sense pleasures, slave to desires, greedy, physically weak and sick, should be recognized by the wise as those who did not worship the Shakti. <coughs> and those who are adored with wealth, who have been blessed with the children and grandchildren, who have a healthy body, who is satisfied, who is knowledgeable in the scriptures, who has royal dignity of Raja Lakshmi, who is respected by brothers and friends, and who has all good qualities, such a person should be recognized as being a worshipper of the Devi, Adi Shakti Jagadamba. They have worshipped with full faith, devotion and surrender. Hence, they are happy. Vyasji said, O King, all the Munis had congregated in Naimasharanya. I heard this narration from the mouth of sage Lomakshjiji. O King, now you must engage yourself in bhakti and aradhana of Devi Bhagavati. There ends episode 10 and 11 of chapter 3. Our Shat Shat Koti Pranam to Devi Bhagavati Chagadamba. Hope Mother Jagadamba, Devi Bhagavati, please help us to imbibe all the knowledge that you have provided us in this holy scripture of Devi Bhagavati. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Namaste to all the listeners. Have a good day.